The book of John, chapter number 8. We're going to start reading at verse number 31. Today is not only Father's Day, but it's also Juneteenth. I mean, some of you may recognize that. It became a national holiday last year. Juneteenth is June 19th. That is recognized across uh, black America very widely and widespread. For that is the day, June the 19th of 1865, is when every black was known of the Emancipation Proclamation. The Emancipation Proclamation was signed, if you know your history, in 1863. However, it took a number of years, two years to be exact, for everyone to find out about it. And Galveston, Texas was one of the last cities and states to find out about it in 1865. It was on June the 19th of 1865, so that's why it's recognized Juneteenth or June 19th. Of course, Independence Day was July the 4th of 1776, but uh, black America was not free at that particular time and not treated as equals. It wasn't until June of 19th of 1865 when everyone received the word so that's why I celebrated on this day and I thank the Lord for that June 19th is recognized as Jubilee Day or Black Independence Day so I thank the Lord for that some little history here I don't know if you knew this before we read John chapter number 8 and that is Harriet Tubman uh, many of you recognize that name. She has a phenomenal movie, Harriet Tubman, that goes throughout her life and her history and what she did. But she actually used to travel through Lafayette. It was one of her stops, a Lafayette theater that was located here in Lafayette. She would stop by here because she was trying to get as far north as possible, even into Canada, really because Canada did not have slavery. So Lafayette was one of her stops. She would come by here and hide out here on her way up to Canada. So that is an amazing story, an amazing history here in Lafayette, Indiana. John chapter number eight, we're going to start reading at verse number 31. The Bible says, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Now we're going to take our time reading this because this is important. Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. Whenever you see the word indeed, the word indeed always emphasizes the word that came before it. All right. So he says, you're not my disciples just simply because you believe. You're going to become my disciples based on you continuing in that belief. In order for you to continue in that belief, you must continue in my word. So he says here, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The only way to know the truth is in his word. That is how we know him. That is how we live by him. It is by his word. You're going to know the truth. The truth is going to make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed. They weren't understanding. We are Abraham's seed. We're from the seed of Abraham. And we and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, verily, 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 verily. And the King James means truly, truly. 
Truly I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of of sin. Now we need to look at this very carefully because it does not say he that commits sin is the servant of sin. It says he that committeth. TH means continual. If you continue in the sin, then you are the servant of that sin. He that committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever if the son therefore shall make you free ye shall be free indeed you know my subject today i could think of nothing better to title this sermon uh, but you know if i think about the old testament uh, Isaiah called him wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Some of us know him as the lily of the valley, the bright morning star. We know him as many things, but we just simply know him as someone shout the name Jesus. We know him as Jesus. I want to preach today about Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for all that we feel. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you may move upon every man, woman, boy, and girl. Lord, this is your church. We are your people. These are your sheep. I am your vessel. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. If you're ready to receive the word, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. You may be seated presence of the Lord now notice here if you have your Bible still open in the book of John here chapter number eight the scripture here is emphasizing a few things Jesus says that whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin and the servant abideth not in the house forever but the son, if you read the scripture here, the text, you will see a capital S in the word son. So Jesus is referring to himself. He says, but the son abideth ever. Then he says, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free. Then he uses the word indeed. So he emphasizes the freedom that comes through the son or comes through himself. Now, I, I, I want us to, to really notice something here because Jesus is speaking twofold. He's speaking of himself, that he is the one that can set them free, but he also gives them understanding or clarity based on what they said back to him in their reply. They said, how can we be a servant and we come from Abraham's seed? We have never been in bondage we come from the seed of Abraham so then Jesus lets them know see you're thinking of the natural things and I'm trying to get you to understand a spiritual concept see because you can be free in the natural but bound in your spirit and there are many people sitting in the house of the Lord today you look free you can get up and walk out of here anytime you want to. But yet there is something that is binding you that you know you cannot break loose of. 
and you've been trying to break loose of it, but you need the Son, you need the Savior, you need the Christ, the Messiah to help you break free. There are witnesses in here today that have tried on multiple occasions to get rid of certain things in our life. And it wasn't until they gave their life completely to the Lord and the Lord came on in and broke the very chain that was holding them. He said, if you commit sin, if you stay in sin, that is what you're bound by. But I have come that you don't have to abide in that sin anymore. So then he, he refers and says, well, the son, or excuse me, let me just read it here. Verse number 35, he says, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. So he's referring now to Abraham's seed. And, and see, now we must understand the dual concept that Jesus is talking about because he's referring to, well, if you're going to go back to Abraham, well, let's talk about Abraham because, you know, before Abraham had Isaac, he had Ishmael. And so he had Ishmael with the handmaid, the servant, Hagar. And so we understand, since you want to refer to Abraham, remember the servant, the servant's son didn't stay in the house forever. Ishmael was eventually cast out. Him and Hagar was eventually pushed out. They didn't receive the promise. The promise was given to Abraham and his son Isaac that was promised to him many years ago. He says, the servant abideth not in the house forever. Remember, Ishmael was pushed out, but Isaac was the one that received the blessing. And so if you understand that concept, Jews, the ones who I'm talking to, the ones who should understand Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then you need to understand that I am also of Abraham's seed. I am referred to as the son of David. And see, Jesus is talking to people that don't quite believe in him as the scripture says. Oh, man. That's going to throw some of you because the Bible says in verse 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. See, you can believe on Jesus, but what do you believe about him? Because you can sit here today and say that I believe in Jesus, but what do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe him to be your healer? Do you believe him to be your deliverer? Do you believe him to be your way maker? Do you believe him to be your heart fixer? Do you believe him to be your mind regulator? Do you believe him to put things back together that seem like they will never come back together? Do you believe him to be your lily of the valley, your bright and morning star? Do you believe him in every way? What do you believe about him? You got to believe something about him. Because if you don't believe anything about him, you will never pursue him. You'll never pursue the great God that he is if you don't believe something about him. Because once you believe something about him, then that will cause you to pursue him. That's why the scripture lets us know faith without works is dead because I can have the faith in him, but if I never pursue after the very thing that is made available for me, you'll never receive it. Many people make the mistake sitting around waiting on the Lord just to show up in your situation, slap you on the forehead and say, here you go. 
That is, that, 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 that is a mistake that a lot of Christians make. But we must believe something about him. And then once I believe that about him, I will pursue after that, knowing that God will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, that he's willing to give his children everything that belongs to you and I. So Jesus is trying to get these people to understand that, yeah, you may be free in the natural, but you're bound in the spirit because you remain in sin. And I have come to break that chain, that bond, uh, that iniquity that is holding you down. This is what is taking place here in the story. And it's interesting because Jesus is putting emphasis on the freedom saying you shall be free in Deed. You know, we were just talking about Independence Day and freedom in Juneteenth, and we celebrate the Declaration of Independence for a couple reasons. It represents the official severing of ties between uh, even the original 13 colonies and the rule of Great Britain, but it also represents the core of our beliefs, the very makeup of our identity as citizens of the United States of America. This is why we celebrate it. So if you ever wonder why we celebrate here at Star City Church the very things that we celebrate, well, here's the reason why. We celebrate repentance here in this church. When someone decides that I'm tired of my old ways and it's time to make a change, we celebrate that. Because 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 9, I want you to look at the latter part, the very latter part here. It says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's why we celebrate repentance here, because we understand the magnitude of repentance. That we understand that repentance goes a little further than just saying, I'm sorry. Because you can say, I'm sorry, and go right back to the same thing. But when you have a repentive Heart, that means you have a mindset that is saying, I'm going to change from my ways. Not only am I sorry, Lord, but I'm not going back to that. And I've come to prophesy into somebody's spirit here today that somebody's going to leave here saying, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to that old ways. I'm not going back to my own mindset. I'm not going back to that old bedroom. I'm not going back to that old thing. But God's got something new for me. And he's changing my mind. Because that's where it starts. It starts in your mind. You must have a mindset change. If you never have a mindset change, you'll never change. Woo. Hallelujah. It's getting thick in here. I hope it's the spirit of the Lord thickness. I'm going to keep on cutting. Praise God. We're going to cut through that. Mm -hmm. We'll cut through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, it's a mindset change I'm telling you I feel the power of God in here because God is getting ready to change some minds in here today he's getting a hold of your heart right now the Bible says the day you hear my voice harden not your heart and if you hear the Lord God speaking to your heart right now you better soften that heart so God can get a hold of your mind and let there be a mind change in your life. Because when you walk out of here with a mind change, you'll walk out of here with victory. When you walk out of here with a mind change, you'll walk out of here set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. If I've got 10 believers, you ought to clap your hands unto the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. So we celebrate repentance 
it's a good thing. It's a great thing because God wants all people, all men to repent. It takes all of us. But it's important to understand what repentance is. Mm -hmm. I was uh, seeing a video the other day and someone was trying to explain how salvation worked. And they were explaining that God forgives all things. I said, okay, I've got a few scriptures that I can go there. But I said, okay, God forgives all things. And they said they believed that they can live any way they wanted to live. As long as before they died, they would just repent. So I said, okay. And the first thing that comes to my mind is they don't have an understanding of what repentance is. Right? You, you don't have a real understanding of what repentance is. Can I talk to y'all today? Thank you. I'll come down here then. It, it, they don't have an understanding of what repentance is then. They, it, 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 repentance isn't a get out of jail free card. Repentance is so you don't even have to go to the jail. Because repentance will change you before it even gets there. And, and when I'm talking about jail, I'm not talking about a physical jail. I'm talking about the bondage that you can be under if you continue in the same ways. So we, we must understand, that's why Peter said in Acts 2.38, when in verse number 37, they said, well, men and brethren, what do we need to do? The first thing he said, repent. You've got to change this. You've got to change the way you think. You've got to change the way you view the God that you serve. You've got you to change this. And I'm telling you, when God gets a hold of this, you better watch out. Many of us in here haven't really given God all of this yet. You think you have, but I'm telling you, when you let this go, when you let this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, when you can give the Lord this, it will change everything in your life. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about everything emotionally, everything spiritually, naturally. Your home life will change. Your marriage will change. The way you approach life will change. Your job will change. I'm telling you. The way you view other people viewing you will change. All right, that went over somebody's head on this side. Let me see. Some of us are too worried about how other people think about us. But when you give God your mind, you don't care about what other people think about you. Because they didn't wake me up this morning, they don't give me strength in my body. I feel like shouting in here. They're not the ones that provide for me, that make a way for me, but it's the God of heaven that gives me everything that I need. Hallelujah. So I'm not worried about what nobody thinks about me. Amen. Go tell all your friends, hey, go see that crazy preacher. He get excited. Go tell him. I'm not going to change the way I preach unless God tells me to. Then I say, yes, Jesus. I love everyone here today. Y'all think I lost my mind if I get up there and talk like that. 
because I probably did. <laughs> Say, oh, get, get, get this guy out of here. You. We celebrate repentance, but we don't stop at celebrating there. We also celebrate baptism. We celebrate that. Why? Because the Bible says in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So we celebrate that. We get excited when someone repents. We get excited when someone believes and they believe something about him. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he was buried for me. I believe he rose again for me. Then I'm going to be baptized in that name of Jesus Christ. We celebrate that. Amen. Celebrate it. Because, can you put that scripture back up there, please? Something just, just hit me. It says, he that believeth and baptized, someone say, shall be. Shall be. It doesn't say are. Uh-oh. The Bible says, shall be. If you shall be something, that, that doesn't mean you are that. That means it's going to come. You see that? The scripture says you shall be safe. A lot of people make a mistake. A lot of preachers and teachers. I'm trying to help somebody here today because I want you to leave out here with great revelation. See, many people, they believe, they get baptized, they stop. They say, I'm okay, I'm good. No, no, no. The scripture says you shall be because we, there's more to come. There's more that you need. There's in addition, there's more available for you. If we think we can just do a little bit for God and think that's all of what God is, that is disrespect to God. He's too great. He's too big. Hallelujah. You see that? Shall be saved. That's why we celebrate when people get baptized, but we say, oh, come on, keep on moving, keep on going, because there's a spirit that's available for you. It's called the gift of the Holy Ghost, and that's why we celebrate people when they speak in another tongue as the spirit gives them the utterance. That's what Acts says in chapter 2, verse number 4, and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them the utterance. We celebrate that. Celebrate those things. Why? Because there's always more. There's always more that God has for us. We should never stop. We celebrate those things because as you continue in God, it highlights things that what we celebrate Independence Day for. A severing of ties. It's a severing of ties. I'm not that way anymore. I'm not going back to that anymore. I'm not being bound anymore. It's a severing of ties. It represents our core values and beliefs of what we believe. That's why John, or excuse me, in the book of John, Jesus said unto Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you, that you must be born again of water and of spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. It's our core values and beliefs. Why? Because Jesus is saying, you must have this in order to enter in the kingdom. Notice, leave that scripture up there, please. Notice the Bible doesn't say to join the church. It doesn't say to join the church. You must be born again of water and spirit in order to join Star City Church. I think it would be great if Star City Church was in the Bible. But, 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 but it's not there because, because it's, 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 it's not about church membership. It's about kingdom membership. 
and see too many people get caught up in church membership, but we need to be more focused on kingdom membership. I can dance off that because Star City is just a vessel, just a conduit to guide you into the kingdom of God. Because when it's all said and done, I want to meet Jesus. I want to see Jesus face to face. So I don't care what church you attend. I don't care what church home you call. I want to see Jesus. Are you in the kingdom? I don't care if you call yourself Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, every other thing that's out there. It doesn't matter. Are you in the kingdom of God? Because denominations won't get you in. Only being obedient to his word will get you in. Jesus said, he that believeth on me as the scripture has said. It's according to the word of God. It's according to his mighty acts. Amen. So that's why we celebrate those things. Hallelujah. What am I preaching about today? Jesus, that's right. I think I'm preaching Jesus. Uh huh. Amen. And so Jesus is trying to get our attention just like he was trying to get their attention. And says, no, 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 you're looking too much at the natural when I'm trying to get you to focus on spirit. We've never been bound. We're Abraham's seed. Some of us have that type of mentality. I don't, uh-uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. No, 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 my friend. If you're continuing in something, you are bound by that. If you're continuing in something, you are bound by that. It's amazing how there's a lot of things, I'm not going to go down this list, but that your body will tell you you need it not you telling you you need it. I have to have this. Your body's telling you that. Your body's, I I, I need this. I I have to have that. Your body's telling you that. That's what Jesus was trying to get them to understand. That if you stay in that, that's what you're bound by. But I've come that that will be broke. I'm trying to tell somebody that Jesus has died on that cross but he didn't stay in the grave he rose again on that third day so that you don't longer have to be bound anymore I want to tell someone that when you go down in the precious name of Jesus Christ your sins are washed away you come up a new creature then the Bible says that there is a gift that's available for you a promise from the Father that you can be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost and it's that same spirit, that same fire that dwells on the inside of me and it helps me to overcome the ways of this world. I wish I had a witness right there. I wish I had a witness in here that would just rise and testify and say, I used to be bound but now I'm free. I used to be blind but now I see. I used to go this way but God has changed me. Is there anybody in here that's still excited that God has got a hold of your life because there may be somebody that's sitting in your row that doesn't to know the power of the Holy Ghost but I'm telling you it can change you it can make you right it can set you free come on clap your hands unto the Lord let's lift up the name of Jesus
Thank you, Jesus. You see it for a moment. Amen. I'm excited, but I'm going to let you go home. That's why I shouldn't miss Sundays. I feel like I got to make up for last Sunday. All right? He can set you free. But notice the Bible says free indeed. Woo. He's emphasizing this freedom that I'm talking about is not just any type of freedom. Because, see, I have some of my relatives have been set free from jail or prison, but they're still on house arrest. Still not completely free. See, Jesus, when he refers to freedom, no, he's talking about every chain, every mountain, every wall, every circumstance. No, freedom. Freedom. Let me expound on that. I'm talking about things that troubles your mind and you can't let go of it here. Jesus saying, I'm talking about that type of freedom to where when you lay your head down to rest, it's not even on your mind anymore. Yeah. Hallelujah. I would tell people all the time that struggle with anxiety, that struggle wrestling at night. I would ask them a simple question. Have you given it to Jesus? Because if you have given it to him, you should be rested. Because now you understand that you are in a fight or a battle that only he can bring to victory. Oftentimes we wrestle with things that we cannot control. We can do nothing about it. I wish I would have had this wisdom many years ago because oftentimes my mother would call me, boy, I've been up all night just thinking about you. I wish I would have said, mama, give it to Jesus. Maybe it's good I didn't know that. <laughs> we got to give it to him. Because he's the only one that can take care of it. He's the only one that can take care of it. So somebody here today needs to pursue after Jesus. I have a quote in my office. I have many quotes in my office. They're, they're, they're hanging up there. And one of them is, you cannot possess what you are unwilling to pursue. It's one of my favorite quotes. You cannot possess what you are unwilling to pursue. You will never obtain what belongs to you if you're not willing to go after it. I'm telling someone here today, you must go after what belongs to you. You better not walk out of here the same way you walked in here. I hope God is getting a hold of somebody's heart saying, I need victory. I need deliverance. I need salvation. Because whatever you need is available today. If we say he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, then why don't we believe in the same God that did the same thing many years ago because if he did it before, you better believe uh, he can do it again. Uh, and if you know he's done it in your life, uh, something in you ought to rejoice uh, and say the same God uh, is able to do it today. Uh, and if he did it before, I know that Jesus uh, is able to do it again. Uh, I need someone right now uh, to clap your hands and lift your voice uh, if you know that Jesus is able to do it.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I feel God's spirit right now. Do you, do you feel that? Musicians come, singers come. I thank the Lord for great parents and role models in my life. I'm going to end with this. Thank the Lord for great parents and role models in your life. If you have great parents and role models in your life, you ought to thank them. Thank them. Thank them. You ought to thank them. Thank the Lord for great parents and role models in my life, and I thank the Lord for my father. I thank the Lord because he was a great example to me. But he was a great example inside the walls and outside the walls. My father was the same at church. He was the same at home. He supported me. My pursuit of sports, pursuit of things that I wanted to go after and try to obtain, he supported. He came to my games. He supported me. One thing, though, I appreciate about my father, my parents together, was the great example that they set for me naturally and spiritually. Because the same father I used to see clap in the stands when I would make a basket, run around the bases, anything that I would do is the same parents and father I would see in the church clapping his hands unto the Lord. <laughs> Lifting his hand and saying, thank you, Jesus. Same father I used to see pray in the church. He would come, kneel. I would sing laying down. Sing crying, weeping. I wake up every morning, I see that same example in the living room of our home. Doing the exact same thing. Thank the Lord for that because it, it built something in me. Showed me what a good example should be like. But it put in me a seed that was planted deep that has been watered over the years. That my lifestyle for the Lord is not contained within four walls. God speaking, God speaking, God speaking. My lifestyle for the Lord is not contained within four walls. But my lifestyle went beyond the four walls. You know what he was showing me I didn't even realize? Freedom. I wasn't seeing it. Wasn't even recognizing it. But he was showing me, son, this is freedom. I'm free to lift my hands. I'm free to shout Jesus. I'm free to magnify him. I'm free to love him. I'm free to serve him no matter where I am. And because of the freedom that I have, it gives me liberty and the belief to know that Jesus is able to do anything at any time. 
I want you to know something that I've seen healing miracles take place, not just in the church, but I've seen them in my home. I've seen them in the neighborhood. I see it at grocery stores. Why? Because I had examples that believed at any moment God can do anything. They were teaching me freedom. I didn't realize that they were free indeed because I didn't have great understanding and revelation myself. But I want to tell this church that there is a God whose name is Jesus and he wants to give you freedom. But he wants that freedom to be indeed freedom. I'm talking about freedom everywhere you go. Freedom, mind, body, and spirit. And there's some people here today that are still bound by certain things. And I'm telling you not to leave this place until you have completely unraveled, completely come loose, completely broke every chain, completely removed every bondage that has been holding you for far too long. I'm telling you, there's a spirit of freedom in this house. If you feel that spirit, lift your hands right now right where you are. Ah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 